This is the Sports Divided Podcast. The Chicago Bulls have won their sixth NBA championship, and it's their second three-peat. Second two out, Palmero over the head of Jenks. Uribe charges, throws, out! And the White Sox have won the World Series. To the net, over. Patrick Kane has scored the goal. What a ride. The Cardinals are world champs in 2011. The Cubs win the World Series. They did it. It's over. The game is over. The series is over. The wait is over. And the St. Louis Blues are the Stanley Cup champions. Sees the positive in everything somehow, you know, and, and you guys do. I mean, you really do. I still think there's reason to be positive, but it will come to the the the, the rubber will meet the road in the off season. It's it it's going to be the deciding factor. There's there's no one story that you can put on this to say this is going into crap or this is not. Ricketts didn't spend a half a you know what, half a billion dollars renovating Wrigley in the area to have the, the stands empty. I mean that's that's a fact. And uh, yes, the Yes Network, no, not the Yes Network. Marquee. Marquee yeah. 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 What are you going to show on there, right? Twenty six. I mean, I mean plays. <laughs> this this should have happened two years ago. Um, you know, you know, and everything else, it, it, it should have been a two years ago deal. Uh, I firmly believe now from you listen to all the reporters and everything, that seven year, $200 million contract, Ryan was offered that two years ago. There's no question about it. He didn't think, he didn't think. Well, you know, so I was going to, I was going to make a comparison to something. I'm going to save it because I, again, I want your genuine reaction to, to what I'm going to yeah, say, so but, 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 but. Uh, Boris has a uh, history of doing something that might have actually happened with that contract offer. See, and it, it, yeah, he did. He might not have communicated it to, to Bryant at the time. They're not going to tell you that. That that came out today, and I I think there's some truth. And when you say none of them will be back at this point in time, I still think the odds on if if any of them are back. It'll be Brian, but he's going to have to get rid of Boris in order to make that happen. And he could. I mean, the pictures of him sitting in the dugout after the last game at Wrigley, I mean, just in full tears. Uh, that wasn't fake. I mean, he, you know, everybody's always just lying, lying. Uh-uh. Uh, he really did not want to go. I mean, Baez, if Baez thinks he's a $240 million ball player, post-COVID, and with the new CBA coming up, he's out of his freaking mind. And if the Mets pay him that money, you know what? Have a nice life at this point. There's, you know, Korea's out there in the offseason. There's all kinds of people out there in the offseason. I mean, so, uh, and, and Rizzo wanted Goldsmith money. He's not Goldsmith. Rizzo's really good. And but are you going to pay him to be Ernie Banks, the second? I mean, that's that's what you'd be paying him for. He's 31. His back has got more issues than it had before. 
you know, at an 80 to $100 million offer, which is somewhere where the offer went out to him at, and he didn't take it, you know what? Again, have a nice life at that point. It was great when you were here. And, you know, he's a, he's a, a really good guy. There's no question. But, you know, the Cubs are going to have somewhere between 150 and $160 million to go out and spend. Now, if they spend none of it, if they sit on the money and spend none of it, they're going to have some explaining to do to a fan base. There's no question. But supposedly they're already working on this stuff. I mean, I mean, the big story here today was three different people from the athletic saying they're going to take a look at Castellanos and he's got an interest to come back. Because he is the player that, that if you look at who they're picking up, he's the guy they want. He, forget the name. Your, your doubles hitter is going to hit some home runs. It's going to be a, a lower strikeout guy and, and all that stuff. He's the model of what they're looking at. When they took, when I got Madrigal, that's what he got. Corner, that's what you got. I mean, if you look, you see, if you look at the next core that's coming, you know, that, that's there, and hopefully they keep Contreras, you know, they say you start up the middle. So if you got your catcher, your second baseman, and your shortstop, uh, you're that's that's not a bad start. And you know, you, you know, right now people are playing for jobs next year. Uh, I'm not so sure, uh, you know, with wisdom that he's he's doesn't have a spot here next year because and the guy's going to be there one two for rookie of the year. If you look at his last two months, his strikeout rate's under 25%. I mean, so he's is he, I mean, is he, you know. Chris Bryant? No, no. He's got. He's also got the third highest exit velocity come in, in the National League coming off his bat. He hits the ball well. He's the typical guy you can carry on your team that you have some stars on. And stuff. So, I mean, he's got a shot, you know, at making the team next year. And, and, and every one of them that works out is just that much more. Brennan Davis will be up next year. To come hell or high water, they're going to put him in the outfield. He's won everything you can win in the minor leagues. There's nothing else to prove down there at that point. So, you know, the top guy in their system will, you know, will come up. Um, I mean, the biggest hole they have is pitching. I mean, so what they do in the off season is going to tell a lot as, as to where we, you know, where we go. I mean, Freeman's out there in free agency. Korea's out there. Sager's out there. Uh, you, you pick up a couple of guys and a couple of pitchers. In the Central Division, I mean the Reds are going to look like they're going to sell off after this year. If they don't, if they don't get there this year, uh, that's you know that's done. You know, and Milwaukee's. I mean, they had a great one-two-three pitcher. They can start. They ain't got much else. So I, I look at it, and as much as I was in in depression, once it started, it was like you know what, you, you got to do it all. Let's settle this thing out. Uh, you, you still have more than you had, way more than you had in 2012 because they had nobody. You know, and then you look at the guys they got. Yeah, most of these guys, unfortunately, are two to three years away. But you weren't going to get much more than that for Reynolds. I mean, you look at the return you got from the White Sox, that's a pretty damn good return. Uh, I'd say, you know, for one more year, you know, of, of a closer, we, we sure as hell don't need a closer this year and probably won't need one next year. You know, but, you know, for the, you know, the Sox get what they need right now because now they have a seven-inning ball game, basically. Yeah. And the, you know, the Cubs on the other end, 
you know, get a guy to sock him so high on for forever. Uh, he, the only thing he's not going to give you is a lot of power. But, you know, if he hits 320 or 330, he plays a decent second base. Uh, that's a pretty good return. And, and Hoyer, right? Hoyer's looking <laughs> at this pitching. Right? He's good in 20. Yeah, so it's – I'm happy with the return, you know, for the Sox, especially after the last trade. <laughs> you know, so – so, I mean, so that's you know, that's kind of where I am with, with that is that, you know, I think all these guys – I mean, if you, if you listen to what's behind Hoyer's saying – I think all three were offered contracts two years ago. All three were offered extensions again this year. If you chose not to take it, that's on you also. You know, and if the, if the offer wasn't what it was two years ago, supposedly the offers this year weren't two years once two years ago. But nobody, nobody except, you know, the idiots on the Mets and stuff are giving away those kind of contracts right now because you know what the CBA is going to bring. You'll know December 1. And, you know, it, it, as far as the other things are concerned, yeah, COVID, COVID's not gone yet. I mean, the financial impact of COVID could change again. And, you know, nobody's, nobody's going to get that. But, yeah, nobody more than bias. I mean, supposedly they offered him seven years and $160 million and he <laughs> shoving. So, okay. The no cry on TV that, you know, you, you want to be here more than anything in the world. No, no, you don't. So, yeah, I don't know how the market is going to treat bias too. You know, like he's, he's, he's a polarizing, right? He's fun to watch. He's a highlight reel, but is he really a guy that's going to win it for you? You know, is he the guy that you want to build around? I, I, I so you mean like today going 0 for 5 with five strikeouts and stranding seven runners on base? <laughs> Exactly. I mean, yeah. sometimes I'll have two home runs and I'll have three like plays of ESPN's top ten, which is like amazing. Well, he's on the Mets. He he'll get his chance to play next to his buddy Lindor. Has anybody been a bigger disappointment this year than Lindor? No. So. Yeah. So uh, uh, caution there with the the Mets and dole, trying to dole out big bucks to Bias as well. I, I don't know if I see that. So happening. now you're going to put all that money a second and short there. For about, you know, two guys that are going to hit 240. Um, David, ha have you seen the Cardinals pitching? That might be the bigger disappointment than the Mets with Francisco Lindor. Our walk rate with the bases loaded is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, well, they're fixing it now. I mean, they're, they're picking up everybody with an earn run average over six. That's installed. They're just picking up anybody that can give them innings. <laughs> just let them. Let them you give a contract to the bullpen. Uh, Hap actually – Hap, Hap yesterday was actually not bad. He went five innings, threw about 85 pitches, gave up two runs, three hits, and then the bullpen imploded. Well, we got Arietta. We Yeah, I think the Cardinals, the Cardinals are checking in to see if uh, Phil Necro is available, <laughs> I think, as well. And, uh, and that knuckleball can still play. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I think he's only 65, so he'd probably be okay. But, but you know, that that's kind of where I'm at with it. I mean, Rick had said a note out to all the season ticket holders saying that he wants to be competitive as early as next year. So, I mean, it's – he's not stupid. I mean, he's, he's the guy that sits in the stands all the – you know, for the last 40 years and stuff. He's not an idiot and he's not cheap. So, now it's a matter of can you get these guys. I mean, it's 
but it's going to be tough. You know, it's like what the Reds did. And it didn't call, you know, they, they went out and they signed the guys and on paper. It's like, okay, we've got something. It just didn't really pan out as you'd hope. So the Cubs have some of it, but it's going to take a few years for it to all get well, there. You, know? you just added nine guys to your top 30 in the minor leagues. They just said it. We went from the fifth in the bottom mm -hmm. uh, as far as the uh, farm system to fourth or fifth from the top. Yeah, but you know, Dave, yeah. like you said, the, the key is pitching, That's and uh, in the in the minors, my I, I don't think the Cubs have much in, in the way of arms, well, do got, they, or do they? Got, you're going to see two of them this year: Steele, uh, who will be up within a week, uh, be stretching out. Uh, Edsley is a young kid; you got to work with him. He's you know he's got pitched the lefties too. You know, so uh, uh, Edsley reminds me a whole lot of Dylan Cease. Um, he's the same kind of guy. He's got unhittable stuff. Uh, but but he sometimes he can't find a plate, and then when he struggles to find a plate, uh, the, the hitters take care of it, you know, and stuff. So it's at this at this age, and so the number one guy that's in, in the minors is you know who's a second highest rate guy in the, in the system didn't pitch all year because of injuries. That's you know that's a concern. They picked up a couple of guys in these pitching rotations from uh, one from the Yankees and. Um, can't remember who the other one was from, who moved into the top 10 or anything, but they're 19. So, I mean, what the Cubs have to do is build a pretty good base, get it started, be competitive in their playoffs again, and then hopefully in the next couple of years, somebody got they're Supposedly the pitching is all at A ball and down. So if that A ball moves to double, you're, you're two years away, two plus. You know, so you, you've got to get through that somehow. You know, and it's, you know, it's going to take cash you know, in order to do it. Um, and then you, you hope that it starts to backfill from the minors after that point. I'm excited about the kid from the, they got from the Mets, uh, the center fielder, because, again, he, he fits, the, you know, the mold, the shortstop that's out of Chicago, the kid. And so the first, the first one you're, you're probably going to see is there's a, there's a guy, his name is, I think it's, Presciad or Presciad, whatever. He's one of the, the third basemen they got from San Diego in the, in the trade. And um, he's moved up tremendously. He'll be in the, one of the top 100. So when they redo the, the 100, you know, coming up. So, and again, he's, he's young, but they, they said basically he's older than his age. So there should be a pretty good flow now, at least, of chances, you know, better than average chances, you know, than they had. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know, what happened to Hap this year? God knows. I mean, because the guy, I mean, he can't hit anything. I mean, I mean anything. <laughs> and Hayward, they should just cut him a check for $44 million and put him out the hell out of here. Was it one more year, Hayward? Two. Two, two after uh, this? Uh, two after this. Oh. They tacked they tack that out at the end. And, you know, <laughs> but, I, I said, well, but yeah, I, I, I mean, he's hitting 183. I mean, Please just go away. Yeah, he. Is, I, I can't stand to watch one more ground ball to second base. I just can't do it. <laughs> so weak ground ball to second base. Let's let's let's, let's call it what it is. Exit velocity about eight miles an hour. You know. So, <laughs> I mean, so I mean that's kind of where I'm at after this you know, a week of sitting through all this and and sorting it out. You know how quickly can they turn it around? Depends. You, you, know, you got to hit on somebody. So you're going to have to hit on a couple of other guys. 
like Ortega in center. I mean, he may not be your starting center fielder, but if you know the guy can continue to produce like he is now, he runs well, he throws well. You know, he's your fourth or fifth outfielder. That's not bad at that point. So that's that's where I'm at. I'm not as, I'm not on the ledge because you know what? If they would have kept all three of those guys, they weren't winning anything this year or next year either. I didn't think all three of them were going to go, though. That was the thing. It caught me off guard. And I'm, you know, to see it, it's, 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 it's a little sad. You know, it's, it's, the Cubs, it's very sad. be the Cubs for the next, you know, until you got your next kind of group four. It's going to be kind of this team that's, you know, you don't really know who's playing what position. It was out there. It was doing what. So it's, uh, yeah, it's weird well, so- to see that much turnover so quickly. Didn't expect it like that. Well, supposedly one of the insiders, you know, that it, as this stuff continues to leak out, and Hoyer doesn't keep it undercover as well as Theo did. Um, yeah, so he's, he's a little more emotional when he speaks. The only one of the, of the three they uh, they want back is Bryant. Yeah. They're not even going to make an offer to Rizzo or Bias hmm. you know, after you take it to the season. So uh, I was hoping right at the last minute that Bryant would stay. But if you can pick up a couple prospects for him and if you want him, he's willing to come back, that's fine too. You know, at that point, if he doesn't come back, you know, it's a big loss. That That's good. <laughs> Rizzo's been a man on a mission <laughs> in New York too. He's, he's going to get re-signed there. Yeah, he well, just broke. He just made history scoring in six, his first six. Well, I mean, if yeah. I think, I think I said it on here a couple of weeks ago. I said, watch out. I, he just fits. I know you guys say he's not a Yankee, but I think he is. He's a Yankee. Like for that ballpark, he's a Yankee because he's a. They need a first baseman because Luke Voigt can't stay healthy, like I said, and he's got a short porch. He's he's you know well, he he fits on the team. I, I don't argue that at all. I think he he's fits good. as a late Yankee too, a little he, bit. He's not gonna like the press there. Well, nobody. Yeah, you know, the, yeah. Chicago. You know, the, who does? Whoever. The whoever boy, does. the boy next door image isn't going to play there. That's because I'll tell you what. The first time he goes into one of his, because he's a streak hitter. I mean, wait until he goes into one of his two or three weeks where he doesn't get a hit and his back starts hurting him and he has to sit out. That pressure will be all over him. You know, and it's you know different than here. I mean, you got to pass up everything here for the most part. Yeah, because they won a World Series. That's why they won a World Series and he was the face. <laughs> He arguably was absolutely the face of the, of the franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he, it just, it, I'll just say, so I don't know how well the Hoyer comments are going to be perceived by every other free agent this year. Well, well that's, that's, why, what he's, that's why he's walking them back already. That's, yeah. that's but you know what, but it doesn't, once it's out there, and then the way Rizzo reacted, it was almost like he, when he made the comment of, well, it sounds like it's just an ugly breakup that somebody can't get over. Yeah. Oh, it, that doesn't bode good for any free agents this year. Maybe uh, next year it will get you forgotten about. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. Uh, but you, 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 yeah. I'll tell you where you go a long way on that. If Castellanos walks away from his deal and comes back, it fixes it all in one, in one, in one fell swoop. I, I agree. It's going to make some people think, but there are still people who want to play here. Patrick uh, Wisdom, Patrick uh, Wisdom's still a thirty-year-old journeyman, and you have no first base. Like it's just like one guy, like Cassianos, doesn't fix it, and they need to go get guys. But I don't know. 
with $160 million, Ulrich, you can buy some guys. I mean, but that's what I'm you, saying. Like, you're going to buy, you buy Hayward out. You got $200 million in your hand. No, but what I'm saying is, is who's going to want to come? Like, it's going to be that look like St. Louis, the Blues are getting right now because Tarasenko's camp said they're unhappy with his shoulder surgeries. Like, oh, are they, you know, that's how they operate? Like, I don't know if I want to go there. Or I don't know if I want to, like, that's what would scare me if I'm a Cubs fan. And, yeah, like, it, down the road, like, you could easily get rid of that in one more, su- like, go through one summer of nobody showing up and then Jed Hoyer's gone and it completely changes everything, but. I don't think Hoyer's going anywhere, but I, I hear what exactly. you're saying. That's, that's my point. Like, I don't think Hoyer's going anywhere either, and that's what would scare me a little bit more because of. Well, let's just see, how, I'll tell you what. I guarantee before, between now and the end of the, of the of the season, more facts about those contracts are going to come out. Too many people, too many people have access to that information, and somebody's going to lay the fact on it, and it's not going to look good either. When people say, "Oh, we never had that deal. We never had that deal. We never had that deal," and they did have that deal. Well, I mean, it could be a uh, Greg Maddox Atlanta Braves situation with Scott Boris. So, well, that was that, that they were was talking about. To, that was thanks to Mr. Ro- Mr. White Sox Roland Heeman. No, no, one no, year. No, backtracked on it. No, no, that's what I'm talking about. There was a story that came out a couple days ago that Boris, they the Cubs guy when he when he signed with the the Braves, he came back that next year and he said, "Why am I not here still?" He goes, "I don't know. I offered you the exact same contract you took in Atlanta." Scott Boris never showed him that contract. Well, see, the Cubs still had it in their file of offered contracts. Well, see, as that stuff continues to come out, that's what I mean by the I, Bryant two hundred. I, I can't believe Chris Bryant's not going to react to that. I mean, if that and go, hey, wait a freaking minute here. You know, I mean, who owns my life, me, me or Scott Boris? Well, that's, that's what, yeah. That was it. Was Brad Thompson who used to be a Cardinals pitcher? He's on an afternoon drive show, and that's what he, he kind of said the same thing. He goes, you know, I love it when the uh, players work for the agent. So the agent works for the players. Well, let me tell you, because if let's say Scott, let's say Bryant doesn't come back and the CBA doesn't include the kind of money that it does today, which it probably won't. They'll probably get the designated hitter in the national league, mm-hmm. which will get another spot, but salaries are going to go down. Wait till Bryant gets his best offer is seven years and $150 million. And then somebody puts a, you know, sends them a photo shot of the two hundred million and stuff like that, or two twenty, that the Cubs offered that Boris never showed them. I think that relationship was over at that point. You know, I mean, it's, we'll see what happens here because, I mean, you know, the Maddox thing. Maddox will tell everybody. I mean, he had great years in Atlanta. He wanted to be a Cub. He came up a Cub. They they were the guys that brought him up. He won his first Cy Young here with a team that was just starting to mold themselves. I mean, and then he came back later in his career. You know, and stuff like that. I mean. Yeah, and really helped. I mean, really helped out a guy like Hendricks when he was young. I think there's one team that would give Bryant 200 plus, and I think Bryant the is Dodgers? the only. I think Bryant is the only guy this team would give 200 plus to, and that's the uh, the White Sox. Now that Madrigal's gone, well, first off, the they White move, Sox, they move the Mikata to second to 200 million. But I'm yeah, saying they, that would be my thing. Is, is I'll point to Machado there. 
if they offer 150 and call it 200, that's going to be <laughs> no, but my point being is that's the only guy I could see them ever springing that amount of money for because he would completely change their lineup if you plugged them in at third base. Yeah, you would. It, unless, you know, at this point you're saying your MVP is on his way down and stuff like that. I, I don't see it. I don't know. It's, yeah, because is it going to become his team? It's, I don't, I mean, I think that core on that team, which is much younger than Bryant, stuff, it is more important than anything else at that point. I mean, it's, it's what they have. I mean, it's those guys are, uh, you know, most of them are signed early. They signed lower contracts because they signed them early. Mm-hmm. Because the Sox knew they weren't going to sign them all. If they let them go another three years, they'd be in the same spot the Cubs were in. Yeah. You know, but, and, and half of them would be gone. And <laughs> as it is, they have their, they're going to have their hands full. The sign them down and a few other people in the offseason. So I'm not. I don't um, think the sign them is concerned. Oh, I don't. I don't think they need to sign Rodon. They got Michael Kopech who's going to be a starting. But, I don't. I don't. I don't think they're going to give Rodon money. That where's your lefty? I. I don't know. I don't Do you need, need a lefty? We have four of them. You don't need. We've it. never. I've never seen a rotation that has one righty in it. Yeah, four lefties. That, that's at years after the Cardinals at most they had one left-hander in the. Yeah. In the but you need. On the starting set, some years didn't have any. You need somebody to throw from the left side. Yeah, I just I don't know that I I would fork over a bunch of money for Rodon. I think this is uh, well, they won't. I think they've already decided by giving the money. You know, you know, right now the lockup win for another what two years worth. That decision of Rodon's already made. I mean, that's they are not going to cut that check. Oh. Not, not in my lifetime. I mean, they have Keiko. Yeah, Keiko's left handed. Keiko's had Keiko's not having. They're already talking about Keiko not being the fourth starter in the playoffs. So, yeah, let's, let's, but. So back to back to Bryant though. I think Dave, you're talking about the core. I don't think Bryant is Bryant can't be the centerpiece of a team. I don't think he succeeds that way. When he when he surpassed when he surpassed Rizzo and Baez in popularity and notoriety and media attention, that's when his numbers plummeted. When he when Baez when Baez and Rizzo were the guys that everybody were talking to wanted to go, he succeeded. So if he does go to the White Sox and Tim Anderson's above him and Luis Robert are above him and Abreu are above him for all the pecking order of talking, mm-hmm. I think he would flourish. Uh, yeah, uh, I agree. Well, if and this is a big mm-hmm. if, all right, and it's a huge if. If Brian's willing to come back to the Cubs, and none of us know that, all right, uh, that's there. If he's willing to come back, it, 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 treat them even equally with the Sox or anybody else that's there. I don't see Ricketts losing a bad a, a checkbook battle for somebody that popular in Chicago. That's just could happen, but I don't see it. But then the, where like for Bryant, where does winning rank? Right. So like if the Cubs don't if the Cubs only spend money on him <clears throat> and he's going in there to play with Horner and nobody at first and well, nobody at center. Unless he's, unless he's getting 160 million dollars a year, uh, they're gonna have plenty of money to pay people around him. I don't, I mean, the way they were talking about it before the season started that they wanted to ship everybody. Like, I think, I think Ricketts is going through a two or three year thing of collect as much money as possible and then go big again for a couple years and then collect as much money as possible. Like, 
that's what it feels like to me. I don't think that they're going to just turn this around next year. Yeah, I think it's a two or three. But it's, they're going to be two. It, it might be two. I'll give you that. But yeah, they're they're going to spend. He's, I mean, he said today to season ticket. They're going to the Hoyers got a free reign right now to go spend. But yeah, who, but I think Rick Rick makes a good point though. Uh, you know, I mean, if you're out there as a free agent, even if they have truckloads of money. Uh, you know, do you want to be in a situation where, I mean, you know, the, the Cubs aren't going to be the Cubs when they, when they really tanked and rebuilt. Oh, no, no, no. It uh, won't be that bad. Yeah, it no, won't be that bad. They're already, but, better, they're already better than that. So. Yeah, no, no doubt. So they're not going to be like that. But still, you know, if you, if you're a free agent, you have options, more attractive options uh, where uh, the chance of winning, I don't have a winning record, but making the playoffs a chance to World Series, you know, for that, some people, that I see being an issue. Yeah, uh, and for some people, I'll give you that. You know, but you know, how many times have we heard of people say, I, "I really want to be here," or "I really want to be there," I really, and then when somebody outbids them by ten, you know, five million or ten million dollars a year. <laughs> oh yeah, if, if the money, yeah, any, the Cubs. And that's from any city. That doesn't. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. matter what city we are. There are very few hometown discounts out there anywhere. Yeah. It, it sounds good in the press. It, it well, no, there's there no there's no hometown gift discounts anywhere ever anymore. Anymore, it, 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 you know, it, it's ex, that's extremely rare. Yeah, but so what I was gonna say about free agency though, like there's only so much. Like you can't go sign six shortstops. Those are the guys that are. It's all shortstops. Like it's not a shortstop. I don't think Freddie Freeman's leaving Atlanta. I didn't think a lot of people were leaving. I didn't think Lindor was leaving Cleveland. I mean, it's, you know, you, you look at this stuff and it's. Yeah, but with Atlanta, I, I think Freeman is another Chipper Jones. He's there for, for life. Well, and I mean, he's, he's not going to leave a core that's gone to the playoffs, won the division three years. And they're because they lost Acuna out of it this year. They could very well be the top team again in the East mm. the next five years. I don't think he's going to leave that for a relatively unknown with the Cubs. Again, you might be right, but well, I'm willing to wait and see because as I've watched baseball over the last 10 years, money's always talking. It's, it, it's, yeah, we'll see. So. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if the Cubs outbid, uh, for particular yep. players, yeah. Ultimately, I mean, you know, look at pools. Uh, look at, yeah. I mean, money is going to uh, be the common denominator. I mean, it, it's I mean, that's going to. Who thought pool holes would leave St. Louis? I mean, really? Yeah. <clears throat> Not me. I didn't think so. And don't forget, they were talking about him coming. To, them trying to get him to come here, and I said, "It's not going to happen. He's not coming here. Yeah. What do you? Why would he come here? You know? And then he goes to the Angels. Did, did he have with a lifetime contract? Yeah. yeah. To play with a, to play with a mediocre team for a whole yeah, league. and basically yeah. fade into oblivion in the last of his career. Yeah. What mattered to him? The cash. Exactly. And he was beloved. It's, I mean, you you guys couldn't have treated him better. Yeah. Well, it's like yeah. so. The rumor the rumor here in St. Louis right now is the Cardinals made a hefty offer for Max Scherzer, and Mrs. Scherzer told them nope. We're not going there. We're going to the West Coast if we're going anywhere. Well, there's, I mean, there's that and stuff if, too. I mean, but if I'm Max Scherzer, I'm saying, listen here, that's my hometown. We're going there. Like, you don't care about winning baseball. Why does it matter? 
Well, then, yeah, then, then she turns into Mrs. Zobrist. I mean, so, you know, <laughs> you got to be careful when you lay the law down, you know? <laughs> well, I think, I think uh, Mad Max is a little scarier than uh, good old Ben Zobrist was. Yeah, poor old, yeah, poor old Ben really got the shit. <laughs> well, his wife lost did, him the but... end of his career. Yeah. Like, you see, you see it was very, very heavy, very, very <laughs> heavenly, yeah. very heavenly too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! So, like I said, the Cubs thing, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to wait and see how it how it pans out and where it goes. It's not the worst thing that could happen, only because of the fact we weren't. If we even if we came back in one division this year, somebody would say we bought we were buyers instead of sellers, picked up a couple of guys and somehow caught Milwaukee into that. Who's gonna, are we going to get through San Diego or, or the Dodgers in San Francisco? No. Well, so, if the Cardinals I mean, somehow can do that, if they get the Giants, we have the Giants number. That's the only team we might have a chance against. So, yeah, but you got to somehow figure out how to catch Milwaukee. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, they don't. Lester they don't and lose. Are, are the answers. <laughs> they don't lose. Like we won. We went on a run where we won. Like I think at the one point in time we were. Eight eight of our ten, and Milwaukee was nine of nine and one. It's well, like what you the got, you got three starters up there that don't lose often, and they're not going to lose three in a row. I mean, that's well, yeah. We that, had, the I White mean, Sox got they went up there and could have helped us out. That was when it happened. The White Sox lost two or three. Well, the White Sox are four games under five hundred against teams better than five hundred too. So they, they they play what seventy eight or seventy nine games against that central division that they're in. They're actually seven. They're fourteen and twenty one now because uh, a team fell under five hundred, so they got lost a couple wins on it. I mean, there there somebody should be concerned about that. I'll be honest with you. I I like I said, I believe you know the back. They can't do more than the back end of their or their bullpen. I mean, it, it's as good as they're going to get. I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had the best back at a bullpen in baseball. Yeah. But when it comes to some of the other stuff, I mean, their fielding is going to catch up with them if they don't pay attention to it. Some of the other stuff. Why are you not beating the teams that win? Um, are the hitters are the hitters really really are are they somewhere between four A's and and really good ball players and do they beat up on the on the other guys and not the, the better teams? I I'll tell you what, it's going it's going to come out. I yeah, I hope they're going to be fine, but I you got to just put the bat on the ball a little bit more, you know. Well, not give up nine runs to the Royals. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there's Giolito. Giolito scares me. Well, Giolito was going to win a Cy Young this year. Remember that? That was that was going to be. And you know, I asked, was he going to be the Giolito of you know the year before or or last year? And he's reverted, unfortunately. Now they. Picking up Lance Lynn was a huge deal for them. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, without that, him, I don't know where we'd be right now. If you if you take Lance Lynn off that pitching staff, mm-hmm. they're you know they're, they're still they're still probably in first place in that division. But God help them if they play anybody else. Yeah. Watch out, Yachty. His his replacement just hit a home run to tie the game at one. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so looking looking at those Cy Young picks, um, all of us in the AL got uh, completely screwed by uh, Spider Tech. Oh, we all had Garrett Cole. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he's actually pitched a little better. 
better in the last couple starts, but uh, yeah, it's, he, his numbers took a nosedive. And I don't think anybody. I mean, off the top of your head, who's who's the front runner to win the NL Cy Young? Well, based on record, uh, Mr. Hendricks, right? Yeah, I mean, Hendricks could, Hendricks has an outside shape. And they keep winning when he pitches, even with the crap they have on the field right now. Uh, I mean, there's a chance he can win 20 games. Yeah, uh, so it's, I mean, realistically, with Degrom hurt, I don't. I'm, I'm drawing a blank of who it is. Yeah, who else would it be? I mean, I guess Woodford or Corbin. Corbin's probably <laughs> Corbin's got to be in the team photo. Yeah, it's got to be one of the guys from Milwaukee. Yeah. Because Dave had Dave had Darvish, yeah. Matt had uh, Matt got screwed with Spider Tech and text message slash punching of girls with Trevor Bauer. <laughs> wow. Uh, Keith Keith actually might have a shot with Scherzer, and I I still truly believe I had a shot until a left oblique got torn with Flaherty. He was eight and one. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, then the way he at the time. Yeah, yeah. I know. No, that's what I'm saying. Like. So I got screwed with injuries and spider tech. Matt got, you know, outside baseball relations and spider tech. Picked a douchebag is what I did. <laughs> and and the killer is I almost went with Hendricks just to the sake to do it. You know, but you know, well, let's see. I'm very happy with his year the way it is. And you now he's under control for three more years. So I, that's a, that's a nice piece to have in place. At that point, you got one at least. You know, that's you need two more. Yeah, and the two more are not on the staff today. That's that's a fact, mm-hmm. and they're not at the top of the minors. Well, but they weren't when the Cubs were rebuilding last time. They knew that all along. They got position players, and they went and bought pitching. Yeah, they went and got Lester. Went when they were ready. Mm-hmm. They went and got Lester. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you what, and Lester was that. A lot of people thought they were insane. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. All he was starting to slack down, and he was this and that. You know, yeah, bullshit. Okay, some of that. He was exactly the guy they needed at that point. You know, we got to find another Lester, and then one, you know, one more. You know, we need we need a Lester, and we need a three. We got plenty of fours and fives or candidates. Oh, I think Rodon will be there. You, he could be pretty high. Yeah. The right money. He well, that scares me. Right money in the right amount of years. That's that's the kick. He, he, he scares me a little, but it might be Kevin Gosman. San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. Ten and five, two point three, point nine four whip. Yeah, he'll he'll get votes just because the team is yep, exactly. And and Hendricks won't get votes for that yeah. reason. Well, it, so your three finals will somehow be out of the West Coast. It'll be It'll be Snell, Bueller, and Gosman. Which one of the three? That's probably what it'll end up being. And Milwaukee will throw a fit, and then they'll use the, well, you had three great starters, and they all took votes away from each other. That'll be the excuse. But so let's get into a little of the, uh, the rest of the trade deadline that went down. Um, was anybody shocked that Pablo Pablo Sandoval still had trade value? <laughs> I I had to look it up because I wasn't sure it was the same Pablo Sandoval. I saw it's actually the ATF. 
know, it can't be that big, robust guy. Well, it was. Gives guys like me hope, you know? <laughs> I mean, there were there were 10 All-Stars traded at the deadline this year. Like, it was probably the wildest deadline. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> well, but I mean, yet, like, it, it could have been – it could have been more wild. You think the Nationals won the World Series two years ago? Nine players. You guys <laughs> sold off seven. They sold off nine. Yeah, they emptied house two years ago. Got it. Who would have thought that Trey Turner would have been involved in a deal, too? He's got one more year of control. Yeah. That was shocking. It was. A lot of just, yeah. Yeah, it's a big a big move, but, uh, but he goes to the team that's got a three hundred million dollar payroll. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I guess my thinking is: does that mean for sure Corey Seager's gone? Well, supposedly they've moved out. They're, they're going to move out from because of his injuries. Yeah, and you know where he's going to end up in pinstripes in New York. Could be they're, they're going to move on from Glaber Torres or move him to third. Yeah, I'll take him back though. You want to send them back here? We'll take them. And then, you know, the Cardinals make a big swing and land uh, three-time World Series champ, five-time All-Star uh, John Lester. <laughs> this seems weird. This is some weird news. Well, so. They're just looking for innings. They just well, need, yeah. Well, Mosellock made a comment the day of saying, yeah, we thought we had a deal done for somebody very early on in the morning and it fell through near the end of the day. And then you listen and a uh, certain shortstop out of Colorado was very surprised that he didn't get moved and doesn't understand why. Mm -hmm. You got to hit more than 240. Well, I'm wondering if that deal that Mosellock said fell through was him and story was already packing thinking he was going and then the Colorado people said, you know what? Nope, we're keeping everybody. Well, and also, oh, gee, remember that yeah. trade we made with the Cardinals in the Wait, they want another 30 mil? That yeah. can't happen. Well, yeah. well, yeah, they probably went to the bank and couldn't find the money to be able to trade them to you. Yeah. <laughs> Just I, that they were even having discussions that the Colorado's even talking to the Cardinals is, amazes me. You know, yikes. Well, I almost wonder, like, the way Mosellock hinted at it, but then you had Story say what he said. But Mosellock hinted at it like, yeah, you know, there was just some details we couldn't hammer home. And my mind was they had a deal in place for him, but it was all contingent on him signing an extension, and they couldn't mm -hmm. get the extension done. Yeah. That, that's the way I took it. Now, granted, I could be way off. I don't have any inside knowledge. Just gut feeling and – the way those two things like kind of weaved into each other too easily was a little, uh, you know, a little too, too easy to get, to get together. Well, and even if that had happened and who knows what will happen in the off season, but uh, it, the, the Cardinals are just kind of a mess. <laughs> yeah. Trevor's story wasn't going to uh, put them over the top or make a, put well, them, I mean, at least you would have maybe had a consistent contact guy. He doesn't strike out nearly as much as Paul DeYoung at shortstop. Oh, no. Hey, man, uh, no doubt. I'd take him in a heartbeat, you know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the Cardinals have other issues. When when you're 
four fifths of your starting staff is pushing 40 years old. You know, your our uh, average age is 30. I think I sent it in the group text with Dave and Matt and the family. Um, the oh, average, yeah. the average Cardinals age on the, uh, let me pull it up real quick. The average Cardinals age was 30. I think it was like 37 and 0.85 or something like that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for, for a uh, whopping, Left-handed dominant rotation too. Which exactly. is, I remember yeah. sending you back a note saying, "Yeah, they're they're playing for the 2011 pennant." You know? <laughs> yeah, when 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 your starting pitching staff is closer to AARP membership than uh, you know college, uh, you're you're in trouble. Hey, you know what I learned was you don't have to be 50 years old to get AARP. Saw <laughs> <laughs> well, it on TikTok. Where's my point? It's just it's just a. Uh, it's not a, re mind. a required age. It's just a uh, recommended. Yes. <laughs> At 49, you start getting the mail. Uh, I remember no that. No doubt. Yeah. Sorry, 37. So here's the ages. Wainwright, 39. Hap, 38. Lester, 37. Wade LeBlanc, 36. Uh, Kwan Young Kim, 33. So that puts the average age at 37 and a half. With so we got four lefties. Four mm -hmm. soft throwing lefties, yeah, and a soft throwing righty. Well, and you you probably saw the same story too. Uh, the, the, and and I do recall this. The Cardinals have been enamored with uh, Hap for years, uh, and then they finally were able to get him. Look, you we know. got him. Yeah, <laughs> in, in the midst of uh, in the midst of a, a terrible season that he was having. So it's like, yeah, we can finally get him. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they did get rid of John Gantt, so that was okay. Yeah. And they got yeah. rid of the 4A player of Lane Thomas, who's probably going to be DFA'd anyways. So you might as well take a chance on two guys for guys that weren't going to be on your roster next year. Yeah, actually, yeah, you're, you're not giving up much. And you take a flyer on him, what the heck, yeah. And, you know, like, I know Lester gave up five in the first, got a little squeezed. But after that, he, he made a comment and he said, you know, the game just sped up. I was, you know – being in Bush for the first time on this side of it, the adrenaline got too going too much and I couldn't control it. And he was actually good for the rest of the game. Mm -hmm. We just scored one run. So it doesn't help when you only score. Yeah, one it wouldn't run. matter anyway. Mm -hmm. But we'll move on to some other uh, big news out of uh, the Windy City. Um, are the Bulls back? They're going to be interesting. Be I mean, I think. Yeah, but does that are they are they purgatory playoff team or are they? You uh, know that that that's the question. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't. I mean, you got four all star players. I like Caruso. I mean, yeah, defensive Caruso. Like, Do, I don't know. It I the Rosen, on the other hand, uh, you know. I know he's a mid range guy, right? He's not. He doesn't shoot the three. It's him and Levine are almost identical. Well, we can actually shoot the three, but I mean, yeah, you, you take some time off and they don't, you know, maybe they can focus a little more on defense and I have to score 40 points a game to keep them in. Well, know? no, because ball is just going to throw up shot after shot after shot. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Hopefully he throws a few passes up too. That's, that's what his butt's here for. Yeah, well, that's exactly but why so, he's in. Matt, when's your guy going to get, you know, they're obviously, uh, you think they're going to re-sign him, Markinen? No. So he, they're just gonna let him walk, right? Yeah. Well, they have the qualifying offer they can give him and, and keep. I mean, but that's just to get a draft pick, right? If he does go somewhere else. 
Yeah. And they can, oh. since they've given away the next five years worth of draft picks, they can, they can yeah, use They got to get something back. And I, I, I don't think they'll get much from Mark. I mean, he, they're asking for way too much money. He wants way too much money, and nobody wants. He was supposed to be part of. San Antonio has wanted him for a while. Um, and he was supposed to be a part of the DeMar DeRozan trade, is what I heard. But he was asking for too much money to sign, you know, a, a contract with him. So they were just, they didn't want him included in that trade. So, um, yeah, I, he'll he'll go. I don't think he'll be on the team. He wasn't drafted by the, the front office here that's with the Bulls right now. They don't care about him. He's weak. He's just, uh, he's not worth the money that he wants. And they'll never come to an agreement on that. So if we can get a draft pick or two back, to kind of fill up what we uh, what we gave away, that'll be nice. But um, yeah, I don't expect much. You think you're not you're not better than Milwaukee yet? Oh no! Well, I mean, nobody has won the championship. <laughs> well, this is so. This is what I don't understand about the NFL or about the NBA. How can the Bulls be fifty six million dollars over the cap and still be okay? Yeah, I don't, I don't. Like, is I the cap like that. a hard? Like, it's not a hard cap. It's like a soft luxury type cap. It is. Yeah, it's a luxury. okay. Yeah. So it's not like the hard cap of the NFL or NHL. No, no. Okay. You can, yeah. And then it depends on how you're acquiring players. They have different mid-level exceptions for you know older players, and they allow a certain amount of money even if you're you know above the cap. And then um, there's. It depends on who you're resigning or if you're if you're signing with a free agent. And there's all different levels of it. Okay, so if it's your own homegrown player, you can actually bid more than anybody else. To... Yeah. So what they're trying to do is make it so much that nobody actually understands it, so they can't ever give out penalties, and all the guys can get as much money as possible. Yeah. They're all getting. They're all falling. <laughs> the pretty... Bulls. I think the Bulls are going to depend upon because they're going to be out of money and out of trade chips. Mm-hmm. It's going to depend a lot on how Williams progresses. You know, oh, how, yeah. good, how good does he get? Does he get to be? Yeah. Uh, are they going to bring Debrenner Rose back? No, I think he signed. Did he sign with the, the Knicks? I believe he did. That was all the talk. Um, but I, I think I don't said, think it would have been the worst move actually. Oh, no, having him come off the bench, that would be perfectly fine. Uh, he had a great year. Yeah, team option. I think he signed back with the yeah New York Knicks and, and Derek Rose. Uh, uh, the Eagle with Assassin's not coming back. Yeah, yeah. you know he's he <laughs> him and Thibodeau. He's a family guy. He wants to be with people that he knows and, and likes. So yeah, I think it makes sense for him to stay there. I think he would have been a decent addition. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Did yes, you guys he, see? Uh, did you guys see the money that Steph Curry signed for this week? No, oh. no, oh god. But uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was like 54 million and a year. He's 36, for four years. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was two. It was it was four years. 200. I think it was 225 million. Rick, are you looking that up? Look that yeah. Up. <laughs> um, yeah. I know he resigned. I know. It was, I know it was 50 million something. Yeah. It was uh, two. Second two, so it's two hundred. One hundred fifty. Yeah. So, uh, I, I this is what I don't understand, right? So he just signed. He signed a new deal. I, I don't. Agent, like, from the new deal, somebody would have we'll earned forty-eight million. For yeah, forty-eight, fifty-one, fifty-five, fifty-nine in yearly <laughs> cash. 
Wow. I mean, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. If if that's what is out there, you know, hey, uh, more power to you. But man, I mean, these contracts are just crazy. Well, I, knew, I knew something must have been up because I didn't see that number. They were talking about somebody on the score who had just signed, and they said, "Well, it's not NBA money." You know, type thing. Nothing <laughs> is. Oh, yeah. oh my God! Nothing is. And then the the amount of endorsements that I think NBA can make the most on oh. the side with the shoe deal and yeah. all the different stuff. I mean, well, yeah, they have they have like this the most. I mean, when you're on ESPN more than anything, and you don't have a face mask, like, mm-hmm. and you don't have to play every single day. Yeah, yeah, they they have all this extra. Sh- extra stuff on the side yeah well then nba money is all guaranteed you know it's not like you know oh it's a 400 million dollar contract but 150 of it's guaranteed well the 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 nfl is the only one that doesn't have the guaranteed Mm -hmm. everybody else is guaranteed nhl nba mlb all guaranteed so nfl see the players association needs to figure that one out well you know isn't that the truth i mean of all the sports where your risk of injury is uh, greater than in the other sports. Well, your, and your average career is what, four years or whatever. Yeah, something like yeah that. if you're lucky, if you're lucky. Yeah. Um, By the time yeah. you make it out of your entry-level deal, you probably get one year of a good pay. And then, uh, yeah, could be on the backside. But so Chris Paul opts out and then gets another four-year, 120. Yeah. Oh, only 30 a year? Yeah. Oh, man. And then yeah. – uh, Bomb. Bomb. But I, if that's too, I think that's too long. I mean, I, I would, but and, you would uh, years less than that. Um, I'm blanking. Um, Clippers. Uh, Ka- Kawhi hasn't re-signed yet, has he? No, nope, he has not. That was one of the rumors. I was like, oh, maybe the Bulls will sign him. But they want uh, Kawhi for marketing. There we go. Yeah. There, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you saw Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook get traded to. Uh, I was gonna. The Lakers was the next place I was going because uh, LeBron's bringing his super team he wanted back in 2009 back together. Like that's uh, not gonna work. Oh, God. Mello, Mello signing a one-year, two-point-six million-dollar contract. Yeah, Mello back too. Uh, it's just that. Yeah, I heard they were, I heard they were looking at Barkley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that whole LeBron James. Stick is getting old. I yeah. I think people are sick of it. I I wouldn't want to go sign with them. Like I mean, injuries took them out. They were one of the favorite teams, but they lost. They didn't make the playoffs. So like, it's you know he's just. I was so glad to watch basketball a little bit at the end of this year for without having to look at his face. Yeah. And, and, and flopping and all, and if he ain't flopping, he's pissing and moaning about it every call. Yeah. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, I you know I have no use for him. Well, yeah. wasn't there a wasn't there a big rumor that, or wasn't it an almost done deal that Lillard was going to get traded there, too at one point before the Westbrook deal? Well, that's yeah, they were talking about it, but I, Lillard's still on on the table to get traded. Yeah, but he's not going to go there, and he might end up in the other LA. Yeah, because I think he's in. Uh, I think he's an Oak, Oakland guy. Sounds right, but. Obviously, he's not going to go to Golden State. So maybe Sacramento's got a chance at him. Stay close to home. <laughs> worst franchises in all sports. Uh, isn't that the truth? What is worse? So like, this came up on uh, in St. Louis radio. They had what is the worst ran organization in professional sports? And the four options were the Clip or not the Clippers, the Kings. 
the Rockies, the Sabres. Um, and who was the other one? Oh, my God. NFL. I'm trying to think who it was. Well, it could have been the Browns until a couple of years ago. Yeah, it wasn't. They were, they were, would it be the Lions? Oh, good. Yeah. Just, how many years since the playoffs? It wasn't. It wasn't the Lions, but yeah, it was Jacksonville. Jacksonville, yeah. Well, at least Jacksonville didn't go zero and sixteen like the Lions did, and some mm-hmm. other some other things that were there. Have your best running back in football. Oh no, no, it wasn't. It was the Washington football team. <laughs> because they were taking into account, you know, some like not just like the actual product on the field but no, also but the, off, the way yeah, the field. yeah all that drama like you know whether it's mm-hmm. ryan o'reilly now jack eichel wanted out of buffalo or it's holiday arenado story Tulowitzki out of colorado the kings that just can't ever figure it out God, and then you know the washington football team that doesn't that will what probably be called Called the Ironmen here soon. If we're yeah, when do they? That's what, that's what they're going to name. They're going to no. I was just joking. That's one Indian. The Indians changed to the Guardians. It felt like it had a Marvel name to it. So, oh yeah, <laughs> the Ironmen fit color scheme wise. They <laughs> call, call Washington Fantastic Four, uh, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> but. You know, yeah, well, I mean, the moves, it'll be fun. The Bulls will be fun to watch. I don't know how they're going to piece it all together. They, may, they went in all, you know, all in at the end of the year last year with for uh, Vucevic. So, yeah, but at least they'll be relevant. They'll be yeah. relevant. I mean, you know, you're going to yeah. create. Yeah, I can wear my hat and t shirt occasionally and not get, well, I'm in St. Louis, so I still get looked at weird, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, we almost bought you a marketing jersey at the flea market in St. Charles, Illinois, the <laughs> last time we were there. It was on the rack for twenty five bucks, and then I was yeah, like, "Oh, was. that's that's probably twenty five dollars more than it's actually worth." Yeah, twenty five. Well, and why would it market in 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 St. Louis? No, no, St. Charles, here. Illinois. Yeah, oh, St. Are... Charles, Illinois. You said okay, yeah. okay, okay, yeah. Play market, yeah. Well, I was even in Illinois. I beg the question, and why didn't have it? So. <laughs> well, you know, I think you might have found it in the trash can because it looked like it might have had a ketchup stand on it or something. And <laughs> I was just trying to resell it as game used. <laughs> but so from one uh free agency period to the other we'll we'll move on to uh the nhl and i i i don't know what i mean i know dave's excited but i still don't see the end goal for the blackhawks well I, the end goal is you gotta you gotta build a core to start somewhere and you know you yeah, know, but you can't have the core be 30, 36 plus years old. Yeah, but for, a year, or two, but for a year or two, you can get away with that. And then you got to hope some of these other draft picks that you've had lately come up like everybody else. I mean, you know, you, you look, I mean, they were the youngest team in hockey last year, you know, and now this year they won't be, but they should, they're going to be better. I mean, you can't argue that Florida is going to make you worse. I mean, no, even, but that's my point. Like, if you're like, so you're gonna play him for sixty something games and not let, not know what you have in uh, Lankinen and go uh, where? They, they already said that you know Lincoln, This they're hoping he can turn Lankinen into the next number one here, but you, yeah. you gotta you gotta be willing to see. 
it sure as hell ain't Malcolm Subban. No, uh, but and, uh, but I'm just saying. That's all. Well, yeah, I mean, you had Fleury and, and Leonard in uh, Vegas. I mean, so what, how did they split teams? Was it 50-50 or, I mean, no. season? No. It was just it was they were right in the hot hand. Whoever was good that day got, like, <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean. And, and don't think, and, you know, if Fleury's really good, don't think he's only a one-year guy. It's, it's possible to be year to year. Uh, Elliot Freeman said he's probably one year in Chicago. If he signs another deal, look for it to be Pittsburgh. It's, yeah. it's either it'll probably either be retire or prove himself when he signs in Pittsburgh type of yeah, type well, of thing. Let's let him play a year and see what happens. I mean, I know I'm just I just don't like you could have for a not, again. My other point is for a team that's already so high up on the cap. Why didn't you take the risk on somebody like Braden Holpe, who's playing for nine hundred thousand dollars because he just got bought out of a four point five million dollar contract too? Like somebody that is more okay being a fifty fifty. Well, you want, but again, he's a risk. Flory's not a risk. Flory's pretty much a sure deal. You know what you got. He's a risk that Colton falls in love with him and plays him seventy something games in Lincoln uh, and doesn't get to play any. You hope that doesn't happen. I mean. I mean, the biggest thing is you figure you revamp the entire defense at this point, and it, it's going to be it's, whatever you think of some of the guys, they're going to be better than they were last year. Yeah, you got to cut down on the scoring chances that that you were giving up. Uh, and people like Tyler Johnson, I mean, I look at something like that, and if you look at the ten, the ten Blackhawks or the thirteen, I mean, you know, the guys that you know scored some of the winning goals and put you over the top. We're the, th- the third and fourth line you know, senior guys that we didn't have. After 15, we didn't have anymore. There was yeah, no cap space, so they were gone. He's going to be a second-line guy once Taves is diagnosed to being done on the season. That's the, the other well, thing. But like, once Taves is diagnosed that way, then you got money to go and get somebody else. Well, yeah, but that's at that's after the season starts. That's who's – you know, unless you're going to take Tarasenko and his full cap hit from us, I which you're more than likely to please. do. <laughs> I don't know where the te- – like – I just, I, I just. No, they're not winning the Stanley Cup this year, right? I'm no, not, I'm no, not I know, but no, but that but, that's my point. Like, but you got to be relevant again. Right now, the Hawks are really relevant. Would, yeah, just put it in, in the NHL. Yeah. They're not relevant. Yeah, I mean, if you you got to build a destination or somebody wants going to want to come again, you know, and stuff like that. I mean, but it, you also it, have to have an eye on the future a little, like. My thing is, is you're putting yourself up against the cap against so much that one thing, one guy goes gets hurt and it's only a two week injury and you can't put him on LTIR. You don't have any money to make a move to bring anybody up. Well, you got you got some pretty cheap people on Rackford, so. But, but it's still they're they're under the the minimum this year for NHL is eight thousand. <laughs> so no matter what, they have to have a cap hit of eight hundred thousand. For that level, well, you guys Conley, only have like seven seven thirty. You can pretty much bet Conley is going to start the year in Rockford. That's three mil, and that name's already been out there here. It's, it's not a World Cup. If I if I'm Conley, I'm not happy because <laughs> his name's all over the place for going back to, to starting at Rockford to be that guy, you know, to be able to do that. I mean, they lost no, they lost nothing, you know, in in the offseason. They got the only guy I, I'm. I wish they wouldn't have lost his Pew Suter, who went to Detroit. Which I don't I, understand. He, like I don't. I think he's got a he's got a chance of being I, a pretty solid guy. I just don't understand not even qualifying him. 
Well, because you got you right them, you're paying them, but you're paying them maybe nine hundred fifty tops. You got, you got you got two point something. Yeah, but but I'm saying like you got he had no negotiating rights. Once he became a free agent, he did. He wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like he had arbitration rights. He was a first year qualifying offer, which meant you qualify him unless you come to another deal. He's playing or he's not playing at all for that amount of money that you qualified him at. And then you lose him next year. But okay, but. You get another year to see whether he's worth a little bit more money. Yeah, well, they played him all year. I mean, I think he, he's. I mean, he's a third. He's a third. He's not a top six guy. I mean, and stuff like that. I, I think that's pretty obvious. But, and you got Reichel coming in, and that's. I think that's the. Yeah, that's basically his replacement at that point. And uh, you know, that's Hinnestros a nice player, but Hagel's the same guy and younger. Camp, yeah. Is that rough? Thank the Lord. You know, at, at this point, it's he can go stand around in Calgary. I mean, that's you don't need him at, at this point. I just I look at the at the defense. It's it's definitely stronger than it was last year. They're going to be a more physical team than they were, which is badly needed. Uh, I agree with you with Taze. I think Taze is done, but I don't think Taze knows Taze is done. I think he does. I think they're just doing it so they don't get the cap hit. Act like you can play one year, so then it's not a two-year – your two-year 5-5 five, five, or 10-5 doesn't turn into four years at 5-7-5. Five, five. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of Taze's issues are between his ears. I mean, so, well, you got to have to wait and see. I mean, it's, it's kind of sad in a way. Well, I was telling SJ, I know they've diagnosed it with whatever, but I told her, I go, I wonder if it's more – CTE type of stuff. It, it has to be because yeah. the disease they came up with, first off, you yeah. know, one, one doctor in the country knows about it. You know? So yeah. he's got exclusive rights to it. it it's an accumulation of, of too many whacks. I mean, it's, and you know, not to be embarrassed about that. I mean, he, he played, this was a guy that played very, very hard. You know, but might, I mean, you think of Ronick. I mean, you know, how many times he, you know, he took a whack and uh, stuff like that. And eventually you get to the point where you can't take it anymore. You know, it's uh, just, you know, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, he's not, he's not part of the future. He's not going to do all that. So we'll see what happens with that one. But, you know, it, at the very least, it, it puts a pot of money there. Uh, if somebody, if somebody shakes loose somewhere, um, I mean, is is Eichel going to, going to sit out the season in Buffalo? No, he'll be dealt. But it's going to take more than what you thought. Yeah. It, it's going oh, to take – like, take a crap load. Like there, there's a, a – on hockey, I have a little more in the know type of stuff. I know a couple more people. And there was a s- substantial offer from the Blues – that included Vince Dunn before the draft and Vladimir Tarasenko plus a couple picks. And they got told, no, you guys aren't even close. We want two roster players, two high prospects, and those couple picks. They want like six or seven pieces. For, for a guy who has a uh, neck injury? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, a medical risk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly well, right. so, so the thing with him also is – I'll forward it to you guys. There's a podcast I listen to called 31 Thoughts. It's going to be called 32 Thoughts here now that the 32 teams are in the NHL. 
it's a Canada writer for sports uh, SN up there, and he does this podcast, and they had this doctor on that Eichel wants to go have the surgery with that Buffalo won't let him have it with. What the, Eichel doesn't want to have a fusion because it makes your neck too rigid. Sure. Eichel wants to have yeah. the artificial disc put in that your bone will go through, and it's pretty much just putting like a knee replacement in. And the, and the Buffalo Sabres won't let him do it. And this guy kind of goes into all the medical reasons of why. He goes, I've got guys in the NFL. Apparently, Emmanuel Sanders had this when he was in Denver. He's still playing. Because what it does is it leaves you that mobility. It doesn't fuse together bones to where your neck has to be so stiff and rigid. But it's never well, been yeah, done in the NHL. Athlete, I mean, geez. And it's never uh, been done in yeah. the NHL. So that's why Buffalo's like, nope, nope, you're doing this one. And at 25 years old, well, I don't old, know. Actually, I think I'd opt for the, yeah, the fusion. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's the a Tiger Woods stuff. With his medical issue, there's no way they're going to get what they want for him. I mean, at that point. Well, and you also have to. I mean, as far as the upcoming season, uh, so this has been out there for since the the off season starts. So he well, still that, hasn't had the surgery. I think it's really been out there since March. I think because he missed like close to that's the, what I mean. the I mean, second half yeah. of the season with it all too mm-hmm. yeah so now i mean so if, if he has a surgery i mean that's that's going to be a i mean he's out for oh at least two well, or three months at least no so well that's so according if you get the replace this replacement you can be fully functioning maybe not contact but fully functioning sport uh, uh professional sport athlete after at six weeks you can be back to contact if all okay. goes well by 10 Fusion is like yeah. six is like four to six months before you're even moving mm-hmm. with some of the athletic stuff. Yeah. No, so but he, you said 10 weeks. I mean that, yeah, that is basically two to three months. I mean, yeah. so, uh, but he, yeah, I mean, so that puts the season is shot. Well, if he does it right now though, he's right. In, he's almost right there. Oh yeah. If he, yeah. Yeah. That's if he thing. does it right now, but uh, it doesn't, doesn't sound like they're, they're close to making a decision. No. Well, he is, it's just Buffalo won't sign off on it. And then if he does it without them, Signing off on it, it's a breach of contract. Is that void his contract? He could be a free agent. So you might just do it. That might be your opt-out. There you go. Go get it done and risk it. But. That's how much he's got in the bank. (laughs) Well, I mean, he's got three years or four years of the 10 and a half mil already. So, you know, can't be, can't be that poor off. Well, Scotty Pippen's big. I don't money. know. You know those young kids blowing that money. I'm <laughs> Scotty Pippen's saw booze now. He's got no money, so <laughs> <laughs> booze and cigars. <laughs> so Jack Eichel signed his in two thousand. So he's got one, two, three, four. He's had four seasons. He's got one, two, three, four, five. I mean, I guess. Opting out and passing up on five more years of the 10, 10 mil is, is the issue. Yeah. You got it four times. You probably want to get it all nine or is, all is eight. He, is he married? No, I don't think so. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, we're back to one of those wife discussions again. Yeah. <laughs> Sweetie, I'm going to put $50 million on a table and roll the dice. <laughs> uh, no, you're not. <laughs> so. Yeah, he played, he played in 21 games this year. With the Sabres. But. Of course, you can probably pick up a Vander Kane pretty cheap right now. 
We're not touching that one today. I want to let some more facts come out before we talk about that mess. That, guy, that guy's a problem everywhere he goes every year. But, I mean, can you really say he was betting and throwing games when he had his best career year, come stat-wise? It depends what you're betting. I mean, yeah, it depends. You exactly. bet half a million dollars in a weekend, you could – you better be yeah. doing what you're betting. You, you better be well motivated. Yeah. If, if that's how you're betting. $500,000 in a weekend? Yeah. Are you kidding me? No, but I'm going to her, the comment of her saying he was betting on Sharks games for them to lose and, and throwing the games. You can't throw the games when you have a career year. It's kind of impossible, especially what? in hockey. Well, if you're telling me Martin Jones was was betting on games and throwing them, especially in the uh, 2019 Western Conference playoffs. I tell you, yeah, I could, I could see that. He got, he got lit up like a Christmas tree by the Blues. Mm-hmm. But you know, I just, I find it hard to believe that uh, the one year he actually looks like he cares was the year he was, and how she would have cited two or three years ago he was doing this. I'd probably say yeah, but well, my guess is it didn't just start. She said it just started this year. That's that's where she's getting herself in. Well, yeah. Boy, you, so you go you, you go from not gambling to betting a half a million dollars in a weekend. No, no, he yeah. filed for bankruptcy. Wow. Like he filed for bankruptcy like three years ago because he owed some casinos money. And he the gambling issues. Not well, well that's just by, he's got a gambling issue. That's I'm talking just about the, because otherwise he might have a car accident or something like that. Yeah. I'm talking about betting on <laughs> betting on hockey. I just don't mm-hmm. think he bet on hockey. I don't think he's Pete. I think everybody learned their lesson from Pete Rose, I would think, except for what was the one ref, Matt, in the NBA? Oh, yeah. yeah I can't think of his name. I a picture of not Billy, not Billy Donovan, obviously, but it was something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy Donovan would be a story. <laughs> Tim Donley. Yeah. Donley. That's what it was. Maybe that's what Tim Peel was doing too earlier in the year when he made the comment in Nashville saying, you know, you got to give him one early to get it to set the tone. <laughs> but so some of the other things that happened uh, in the NHL were, I don't know if there was another time that I can remember where so many trades happened around free agency. Um, and some big ones too. Obviously, Seth Jones. Uh, Arizona is just stockpiling. They have nine picks in the first two rounds of next year's NHL draft. They sent uh, Oliver Eckman Larson and a RFA Connor Garland, who's going to be a stud, up to Vancouver. So Vancouver's loading up to try to compete in the weak Pacific Division with Vegas. Um. The uh, Flyers. They probably let that one go real quick. There, when you were talking about free agents not wanting to go somewhere, how much did Vegas hurt their brand? Yeah, I think one of the name guys in hockey that everybody loves, even if they don't know him, and he finds out he's traded via via Twitter. <laughs> I mean, good well, luck. It's not even just that. It's it's the oh. way it's the way they've gone about it since day one. Like, there's no loyalty. They've moved out Nate Schmidt. They've moved out, you know, 
all mean, of their first like, their first round picks from the first year they are here. They had three of them. They've all been traded. This guy's the face of the franchise. How many how many jerseys did he sell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's just third. I, I mean, Buckley for Petrangelo. He got a no trade clause. Like they traded Paul Stastny after sign one year after signing him to an ex, to a contract. They dealt like it just whatever. Bill Foley and Greg McPhee and Kelly uh, McCrimmon got going on in Vegas. It just, it doesn't make sense. Like you're going to lose, like I get Vegas is where everybody wants to be, but like you signed Ryan Reeves and make this big deal that you guys just signed him to another two year deal in the middle of this year. And then you flip them to Cal or to the Rangers at the end of the year for a fourth round pick just because the Rangers have a Tom Wilson problem. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I don't, to your point. Yeah. I don't, I don't get what. I mean, that's horrible. I mean, that's. Yeah. I don't get what their idea of it all is. It, 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 this isn't NHL EA sports, NHL 2022 armchair GM where you don't have relations that you break in, you know, kind of Jed Hoyer, like where's singeing some options down the road because of what you do. And this is a pattern. Yeah. Yeah. Out there. Mm-hmm. But to really do it to the face, I mean, basically when you think about starting a new franchise, of course, yeah. I mean, what was the talk about? Are they going to get price to be their flurry? Are they going to do you know, all the, you know, and, and, and the guy gets treated like crap. I can see why it took him a few days to go. I need to sit down and think about this for a minute. You know, so there, there had to be, I'm sure he got some kind of, if nothing else, handshake that he won't be traded during the year. Uh, well, unless he wants to. I mean, I can well, see yeah, it being, yeah, yeah. Trade, yeah. Think, so, yeah. Or ran by him like, hey, we're out of it. Pittsburgh or, you know, they need a goalie to go down the stretch run. You want to go back? Well, yeah, well, yeah, he can take that. I, that you know. But I mean, so nobody says it's a Buffalo, you know? Well, yeah, maybe yeah. Bo- maybe Boston, but I don't know about Buffalo. Did Tuka Rask sign? Nope, free agent no, he, still. No, and, and he's having hip surgery. Yeah, yeah, I know there's in, in injury issues there and stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's still still a free agent. Uh, there's a lot of guys that are still still free agents that. Uh, well, Chara's still out there, right? I mean, yeah, Chara, little. I mean, that guy. I'm not surprised, but like, for you know, since Parise got bought out in Minnesota, there's been this link that he's going to go sign with the Islanders, and still, there's apparently a handshake agreement, but nothing's been made official, which then throws the speculation of like, same thing with Kyle Palmieri that Lou Lamarillo has these deals in place, but he's not throwing it out there because he doesn't want he doesn't want to make them official because he doesn't want other teams to know how much cap room he has when he's trying to negotiate a right winger from Russia trade with a certain Midwestern team apparently is the rumor. Like it just, I mean, there's only two GMs. There's two GMs in the NHL that you three, I guess that you really don't hear a lot of until boom, the move happens. And it's Steve Eiserman now in Detroit it's Lou Lamarillo and it's Doug Armstrong. Those three guys 
I don't know if they just threaten people to lose their job, but they keep everything under wraps until it's until it's announced by the team, really. But speaking of Armstrong, I, I did like the deal for Bushnevich. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. It, it, I wouldn't put it in the category of the uh, Shen or O'Reilly trades, but. Uh, Not yet. You uh, got to let him see if he plays, well, how he yeah, plays. Yeah, see, yeah, see what happens. But yeah. but I looked at that when that deal first came across, I thought, uh, yeah, I'll do that. Um, yeah, that's got, it's got upside, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, the, Because you have to run out and get your brand inside, Jersey. Well, that, I mean, <laughs> we're paying him. You, you, you can wear it every couple of weeks when he's playing. <laughs> oh, he'll be in every. <laughs> and the other couple of weeks, he just this throw to the corner. He's like, gonna, he's, <laughs> he's gonna be on a line with O'Reilly and Perron, and he's, he's gonna, Tony, he's gonna be good. He's been on a line with Patrick Kane. He's been on a line. With, no, but I mean, I've never seen a guy that size disappear for like a week or two at a time. Well, because he's oh, not. Blue, he doesn't. The Blues have had some guys like that. Yeah, Patrick you. Berglund. You just, yeah. you just got to you got to know what style they play. They don't play a physical, demanding style. But he likes to play. A, he made the comment. He said the reason he had so much success in Colorado is he played. The, they played more of the style he likes to play, which is not what the Hawks play. The Hawks play more of that finesse up and down the ice, go go go. Well, he likes to hold the puck in the corner, grind it down, which is O'Reilly and Perron's game. So it's Craig Berube's game. There were weeks he checked less people than Eddie Nocek. Well, that's because he doesn't check. You know, he doesn't check. But from the Blues – Jersey, the coach would hang it up. He didn't even go walk. Put it back on the hook for tomorrow. It was perfectly clean and not sweated. From the Blues standpoint, though, you got a guy who – isn't as streaky of a goal scorer as Jane Schwartz, who's just as good defensively as Jane Schwartz for a million dollars less than Jane Schwartz. And he's and not he's, injury. And he's not injury prone. Yes, and he's a year and a year and a half younger. Yeah, yeah he he won't get hurt. It's hard to get hurt sometimes when they That's there, but he he will give you a few weeks here and there where you'll wonder, oh my God, this guy's just carrying us. And like I said, you wake up and a month's gone by and. Yeah, because yeah, I do remember watching Blackhawks games and uh, and it was more noticeable those games when he did show up. All of a sudden it's like, whoa, where'd he come from? Where'd he come from? Like, Where's this guy? Yeah. yeah, he had like two goals and an assist. And then there were games, uh, I wouldn't be doing this, but I'd do it like with Blues games. It'd be like, what is like uh, Rick mentioned, is Berkeley even playing tonight? Yeah. You know? um, is he that's even on the you, ice? That's what you got. I mean, that's yeah. it's and after these many years, he's not going to be—he's not going to be any different. It's, yeah, it, it is who he is. When when he's on one of those streets, yeah, for a week you might you might be real happy, but then again, like you said, you go, is he on, is he hurt? Has he been out? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, is he benched? Did uh, Barubi bench him? Yeah, I mean, to fill out the Blues top six at four point five, and you didn't pay Schwartz who can score 20, but he can score 20 in a span of three weeks and not score another goal. Yeah. And then miss 20 games. Yeah. Uh, 30 games during the season. I'm, I'm okay with it. And yeah. Yeah. From, from a salary point of view. Yeah. yeah. It's a good deal. It, yeah. It's, it didn't yeah, you're, break not over, you're not overpaying him. No, he's coming off a deal that was six mil and he's getting 4.5. Maybe mm-hmm. they gave him an, that fifth year was how they got it down, but you know, it's where he belongs. It's, it's where he belongs. He's not, He's borderline top six, bottom six. He's he's right in. He's in the gap there someplace. I mean, he's a 
Yeah. 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 Which that's fine. Yeah. If, cause if you're going to tell me if, if Brandon Saad's not in our top six, that means we got rid of Tarasenko or Tarasenko stayed and he's producing and Buchnevich is producing and Kairou is producing and Peron is producing, or we got rid of Tarasenko and brought in Kachuk or somebody of that elk for a top six, top three type four role that then pushed Kairou and Buchnevich down. Like if you're gonna tell me he's a top nine forward, that means the Blues top six is loaded and that makes it even better. He's a, he is a top nine. I'll, I'll give you that. Oh, I'm not sure, gonna, yeah. But it's, it's, again, some nights he's a top, he's a top, sometimes he's a, he's a top six, sometimes he's a bottom three. And it's, it's just, there's just no in between with him. There, it, there really isn't. So, but he is, he is, you know, he is who he is. He'll score, he'll score 15 and 20. And that's fine. You had yeah. some depth scoring like that, and Kyrou, Kyrou's going to score five of them in a week, but he'll score 15 or 20. Kyrou's been good. He'll he'll continue to grow. And they're talking they're still going to sign uh, Bozak. Or they're Maybe, hoping yeah. to. Bozak or Thomas. Uh, obviously, Thomas. They got to get him signed. So yeah, he... the, the Blues right now have um, – Realistically, they have one guy left to sign, Robert Thomas, and they have about 1.5 in cap, but they also have what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They have eight defensemen, which they're not going to carry eight. So if you drop Santini, who is scheduled to make 800, that gives you another 800. So you're looking at 2.3 for Thomas and then. If you move Tarasenko, if you, you know, there's no saying that they keep both McEachern and Clifford up either. That could be anywhere between another mill or 900 that if you get rid of those two and you give Thomas a 1.2 and Bozak 1.5, there's your, there's your cap and there's your money without, and that's without trading Tarasenko. And I truly believe he's, he hasn't, he won't play another Doug Armstrong had a press conference where he said, you know, Vladdy's got to come to camp like he, like we're fully expecting him to be a blue. And that's the way he's got to prepare. I don't think he ever plays another game for the blue. That's just Doug saying, you know what? We'll call the bluff too, Vladdy. So you better expand the teams we can trade you to. Yeah, I don't want him. Well, and, and he, <laughs> Rick, you probably saw the same story. I mean, he didn't, he and his camp didn't do him, didn't do him any favors by basically, uh, you know, the scorched earth, the, uh, you know, policy and trash and the blues. And, you know, it's like, oh, okay, here's a good guy we want uh, yeah. in the locker room and on the team and in the, in the city, you know. Well, the only thing that he's got going for him is it's through sources, 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 right? So he can always be like, I never said that. That's my agent talking. I never said that. It's the only thing he's got going for him is he's oh, got – true, true. Like yeah, he, he didn't actually say, it, but yeah, I mean, when you call out an organization that like, it's not Buffalo or it's not a, a place that has these issues all the time. Right. Like it's not a, St. Louis Blues don't have a history of that. So. Right. So, you know, to make the allegations, it just doesn't look great. And yeah. to then be like, Oh, well there's this market and you're just holding us on a trade. 
and then you're exposing the expansion and they don't take you because they couldn't find a deal for you. Like, yeah, you basically cut, you know, you, you know, yeah. he, he just hurt his own cause with all that. The other best case agents. for best case for him is he just foregoes his contract. The blues get the seven mil, seven and a half million cap space. And he goes, plays in the KHL then. That's Cause it. I mean, that's what it's kind of coming mm-hmm. looking like might, you know, the blues best case is that's what happens because, well, with the injury issues the last three years, nobody's beating their door now. I mean, no. Well, I think it, some of some later in the year when you need maybe you need to take a risk or a flyer on somebody because you, you lost your top scorer, he's got a better chance starting the year off. Yeah. Well, well so, again, and that, that goes back to why you know he was just that's just foolish what he or his his uh, agents did because uh, any leverage. I mean, the Blues would have had minimal leverage anyway in any of these uh, scenarios. And after he came out and uh, did what he did, they even had less. Well, yeah. Uh, he, you know, he, he just uh, without quite cut off his nose despite his face. And, you know, I mean, well, basically teams are looking at, I mean, they're, they're looking to get him for nothing. The blues, uh, they, they want the blues to take the cap hit and, you know, we'll give you. A that's what it'll, that's what it'll come down to is. And I think that's why Armstrong gets all these deals done. And then he's got an idea of like, okay, I can eat two mil for the next two years to get an okay return. Mm-hmm. But it just, it depends on what he's willing to eat. Like he's also hinted at, you know, he's made comments like, well, you know, I'm not here to jeopardize our flexibility. Like he's kind of said some of the Mosaic stuff, you know, down the road, we really like our flexibility, AKA, in 2022-23 or 22 or 23-24, Matthew Kachuk is an RFA. And then in 25-26, Brady Kachuk is an RFA. And they've both recently came out and said, Matthew, a lot more. Brady today made a comment that, you know, he's not going to sign a long-term deal in Ottawa until he knows how serious the Senators organization is to winning a Stanley Cup. And then made the comment about, oh, yeah, it'd be great to play with my brother one day. Mm-hmm. Well, where could that story come full circle? Mm-hmm. You know, now, granted, I don't think that happens because that's they're see, both going to be. And if you're competitive between now and then, let's, let's see, you, know, you don't win the cup, but you're competitive. That's, when you ask where I am with how you look at the Hawks, it's been six years and they'll be six years now. And when and for too many of us, the, the dark days are still not that far in the distance that we don't remember them. And you want to be competitive. Every, you know, if, if we go into next year and we're five or six games over 500, but we're in everything, you make the playoffs, you make a decent showing. I'm willing to you know, keep waiting for some of the draft picks that are coming up and some of the other stuff to get there. But I'm not willing to go through more losing seasons Waiting for this, waiting for the same thing to happen. At this point, it's, it, your patience runs out, and you just—it's it, hard to get excited about the fact that anytime a good team comes, time you lose. Yeah, you, know, you you need to win. So I mean, just the defense alone makes me excited in the fact that there should be less less pressure on the goal. You'll find out if Lincoln is the guy or not. Because if not, if he's not. Then you know they know at the end of the year they gotta go out and find somebody. They're gonna have to find a number one. Uh, you, you hope Lincoln and will be that guy, you know. But you know, let's give him a chance too. He doesn't face 
you know, 20 scoring chances in a game. You know, so I think it's see where he is too, because first half of last year, he looked like the guy. The second half of last year, he looked like a beaten dog. I mean, it was, uh, he had some games, he started some really good games, but he was, you can tell he and his better games were behind him earlier in the year. So we, they got to find out. I mean, I look at the defensive pairings compared to what we have. Yeah, we lost the first round draft pick. We lost a very soft first round draft pick. And this team was way too soft the last couple of years, you know, to begin with. But, you know, I, I look at, you know, McCabe and Jones, you know, in, in the back, you're about 25, 26. And you got Connor Murphy right in that same age now. And you got, yeah, you know, there's some guy, I mean, you know, Stillman is, is that rough, you know, probably with less mistakes. Less upside, but less mistakes. Less so, I mean, it, I'm I'm encouraged by by that part of it. I mean, because by the time we're chasing a cup again, uh, you're probably at the end of Kane's career, and that's that's going to be hard. That of all the losses you're going to take out of this team, that's that's the one that's going to hurt the worst and stuff. The guy that pulls games out, you know, for you and stuff like that. So yeah, they've. Uh, I'd rather have them be, you know, at least you know what the Blues usually, you're going to be over 500. You're going to be very, you know, very competitive in all the games. You're not getting blown out. You don't look like crap. Most of the, every team looks like crap sometimes. But I mean, yeah, that way, I think that's the basis that they're, they, they needed to get to, you know. And, you know, there were a few periods last year where they looked all right. But then, you play a stretch with some of the tough, tougher teams all in a row, and he, you know, they it didn't hold up. Well, yeah, there's there's kind of been this debate because the the Cardinals and the Blues have very differing opinions, right? And the debate that's been going on Sports Talk Radio here has been: Can organizations overvalue their prospects? Oh. I, I think like, most of them do. Well, you look at the Blues for years. You look at the Blues, right? And they're like, okay, we'll trade you. We'll trade you. You know, Tage Thompson, who's supposed to be our number three prospect, and a couple guys in a first round pick, and this for Ryan O'Reilly. And you win a cup, and those guys have turned into Patrick Berglund's gone. Saboka's playing in the yeah, KHL. Hockey. He's gone. Mm-hmm. Tage Thompson has been a bottom six guy. Their first round draft pick hasn't done anything. Like. And then it's the same thing you they you talk about. They traded Dominic Bach, who was like number four the next year with Joel Edmondson to uh, Carolina for uh, Justin Falk. So, but then the Cardinals, you hear every trade deadline, Mo go, well, you know, we were in on a lot of things, um, but we just, we really like our flexibility down the line and we just really value the uh, potential that our, that all of our prospects had, and we just didn't see the same value in return if we gave them up. Well, John, yeah, you got to do something. Uh, you got to do something yeah, we eventually. Give up all those, well, you guys, all you those guys have as many guys. guys in the top 100 as we do. So the Cubs have two and the Cardinals have two. And uh, I think right, right we, have, we have four now. They Two of them just jumped up into the top 100. Avon Herrera and uh, first baseman Lucan Baker because he's oh, yeah. gone – He's gone the past month and a half, and he's had seven two home run games for Springfield. So that, but he's a big, he's like a uh, 
Luke Voigt before Luke Voigt lost all the weight in New York type of body size, like Matt Adams, like not a slender oh, guy. But in Chicago, I can tell you, both teams did it, and they did it at the same period of time. The White Sox for years had these guys that they were all coming, they were going to be great, and they all sucked when they got here. You know, now, they hit on the last – like the Cubs hit on the group that just left. The Sox hit on the same size group now. But we all, we all had – on both sides of town, we had the Felix P.A.s of the world that were, you know, the next Willie Mays, you know, and uh, – Jorge Soler. And, uh, you know, who is going to be next round, Sato. And, yeah. and, and it just – it didn't pan out. But, you know, we, we kept saying, oh, they're all common. Look at these guys. They're all amazing. And, and you know, they stayed in AAA forever. And then when they did get here, Corey Patterson. Corey Patterson. Hey, Corey Patterson won a uh, won a World Series in 2011. Corey Patterson won a World Series in 2011 with the uh, Cardinals as he maybe pinch ran one time during the playoffs. Mm. <laughs> he got the best part of him. Uh, but that's what I mean is you can fall in love not only with your prospects, but with your hometown players. Well, like, so I look at it going to that point, right? So there's a couple prospects that they keep talking about, like Matthew Libertor. Why, 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 why? Like, why haven't you done anything with him? Why isn't he at the majors? Why didn't? Well, you know who we get? We got Avon Herrera and Matthew Libertor, our number one and our number four for Jorge, uh, Jose Martinez and Randy Rosarena. Well, Rosarena became Babe Ruth for yeah. three months. So now it's like, well, we got to make sure that these guys come up at a good time and we got to keep these guys to prove that we didn't miss on the Rosarena thing, right? Like that's, it's this mantra, it's, or mantra is not the right word, but it's this image that they're trying to be like, well, we actually got the better of the deal. Well, if you got the better of the deal nine years from now, is that really the better of the deal when you are lacking some of that stuff in those gaps of the nine years? Now, granted, I hope, I don't think it's going to take Libertor and Herrera nine years to get here. One's in AAA right now and one's in AA playing. Herrera's a catcher in AA, but, you know, I don't know. It's, yeah. a, it's a debate, that's for sure. You get fan bases who are real adamant and stuff like that, and you, you can't overestimate your guys and stuff like that. I mean, uh, yeah, I'll give Sachs credit for, you know, letting me eat and go and stuff like that, you know, this year. I mean, because yeah. there's a guy that was beloved by a lot of Sox fans. I mean, really beloved. Mm-hmm. And he was a pain in the ass in the dugout how many years ago, and he was a bigger pain in the ass and he couldn't hit this year. But in the past, they would have kept him because he's a fan favorite. Yeah. You know, so he'll run through a wall for you. Bulls, Bulls did it for years, Bulls. too. <laughs> how many runs do we get for that? You know? <laughs> Well, Cardinals do it too right now with uh, Matt Carpenter. Well, they're waiting for him to come around. Yeah. We're, 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 we're waiting for Hayward. Say, say <laughs> that would actually be a really good trade, you know that? <laughs> well, I think we're good on our outfield right now, so we'll, you know, we'll be okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, you give me, I'll give you a nice glove. I like I like Bader and O'Neill, the Gold Glover more, and Carlson, future Gold Glover a little bit more. 
And, and every day you can pick up a 180 hitter. Yeah. <laughs> we have two of those in our lineup today. So yeah. they're playing playing up the middle. Yeah, so yeah, Rudy, we Matt, Carpenter, Matt Carpenter at second base and Paul DeYoung at shortstop. Yeah, you know, like you were saying, Dave, you got to be strong up the middle. You know, yeah. strong up the middle. And so if you put those averages together, they're batting 360. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's always a silver lining. Yeah. There's always a silver lining. That's where Billy Ball, Bean Ball, all this, uh, you know, the, the stats come in. You got to really dig deep. You know what? I was actually, I was thinking about this. They made the movie Moneyball. You just brought that up, right? I was thinking about this the other day. What was, why were they so good? That the 2000, yeah, that 2001 A's team. Tell me why they were so good. They had Chris Pratt, right, playing first base. <laughs> no, they had three guys they didn't even talk about. They had three guys they didn't even talk about in the movie. Barry Zito, Mark Boulder, Tim Hudson. You know, that, that's a great point because I remember it, it, during that movie, in, in one of the sets of highlights or whatever, uh, yeah, Mulder Zito was – I was like – Shit, you, you do nobody ever talked about that. They have three, yeah. they have three of the best pitchers in the game at that time. Mm-hmm. No wonder they could rattle off 21 straight. Those guys yeah. are like I would actually I want to look that up right now. 2001. Yeah, and think about that. They were never their names were never, never mentioned at all in that uh in that, a, that is hard to believe. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, by the way, yeah, we had three uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, what, three what, young candidate starters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like the the, the Baltimore Orioles, uh, like in '69, was it uh, Quayar McNally and uh, Jim Palmer? You know, yeah. That uh, you know, I mean, they had three guys, three starters carrying your team. Who was the fourth guy in there too? There was another Steve Stone. I bet that, that's who it was. <laughs> <laughs> I, it Stone, was been... actually, Stone was actually a pretty good pitcher to me. Yeah, he? he was. He's he's a he's amazingly he's a better broadcaster, but he's but he's a pretty good pitcher. You know who won the Cy Young in two thousand two, and who finished fourth in the Cy Young in two thousand two? Didn't uh, uh, Carpenter finish second? No, AL AL for oh AL AL yeah. Two thousand two. Barry Zito won the uh, two thousand two Cy Young, and uh, Mark Mulder finished fourth. Fourth. That yeah. that's the year Moneyball's made after. Yeah. Oh, but. By the way, but that would have ruined the uh, storyline there. Yes, yes, it and, would have. Here's your uh, 2000. He turned into one of those Albatross contracts when he recited though. He, then he Until the playoffs, and then he won them a couple games, and they won a World Series. Exactly. Don't talk he, to me he, about. He won it about three games a year there for a while. Don't <laughs> talk to me about 2000, uh, mm. 2012 game no, five we where that. we were up 3-1 over the Dodgers or over the Giants, and then Zito beat Lynn and – because Lynn fielded a ground ball, went to go throw, make a double play, oh. and uh, threw it off the bag, and then we lost three straight to uh-huh. the Giants, and they uh-huh. went on to win their second of two or two of uh, two of their three in their six-year span. That was mm-hmm. fun. But so here you go. Here's their. Listen to these three. Tim Hudson went five, 15 and nine, with a two point nine ERA. Barry Zito, 23 and 5 with a 270 ERA. Mark Mulder, 19 and 7 with a 3.4 ERA. Yeah. But hey, it was all about money ball and the way they got yeah. guys on base. <laughs> That's right. God, you look, but you do look at some of these names. You do look at some of these names. They're, this was their everyday lineup. 
Ramon Hernandez, Scott Hatterberg, Mark Ellis, Miguel Tejada, Eric Chavez, David Justice, Terrence Long, Jermaine Dye, and Ray Durham was their DH. Jermaine Dye, yeah. And then off the bench, Jeremy Giambi, John Mabry, Carlos Pena, who they traded, and I have never heard of anybody else on this list. Esteban Germain, oh, Eric Burns, I guess. Mm-hmm. Randy Valerdez, Greg Myers, Omad Sanaz, Jose Flores. I mean, I guess they were on to something a little yeah, bit. Back, to the, back to the Orioles, it wasn't Steve Stone. It was Pat mm-hmm. Dobson. Oh, okay, four, yeah, yeah. Four 20 mm-hmm. game winners on the same staff. Yeah. <laughs> so, no problem. <laughs> And, and Earl Weaver as your manager. <laughs> I would imagine it was like Boog Powell and Frank Robinson. I had to be. Looping a blast. Why why yep. steal bases? Yep. Just wait around for a couple base hits and a home run. The exact yep. opposite of Whitey Ball. Yep. And you know who won the MVP in 2002? While we're on this for mm-hmm. the AL? Miguel Tejada. Their shortstop. So it's not like they didn't have star power that year. Yeah. Yeah. Here was the batting for the for the Orioles with the four twenty game winners. Elron Hendricks was the catcher. Wu Powell at first base. Davey Johnson at second base. Brooks Robinson at third base. Belanger at short. Don Buford, ex White Sox guy in left field. Paul Blair in center and Frank Robinson in right. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, what a lineup. Jeez. Holy what a team. Geez. Okay, so 2002, right? Going back here. Moneyball. Art Howe did not even win manager of the year. It went to Mike Sosha. Granted, the Angels went on to win the World Series, but it went to Mike Sosha. Hmm. Tony LaRusso won in the NL. We're gonna turn this into. I don't. We don't have much going on next week, do we? Sports wise, well, it's gonna be. It's gonna be unbelievably slow compared to the last ten days. Yeah. We're gonna turn. We're gonna turn it into a trivia game. I'm gonna come up with some uh, some questions about uh, re- kind of relating to this type of stuff. I like that. We'll we'll have a little fun with it, and we'll uh, we'll talk like our. I can't remember. Did we ever do an episode about like our top five Olympic moments? I think. Well, I think it, it's something. I remember we had the hockey as number one. I mean, but I, I didn't know if that was Olympic moments or if that was. I don't remember. Just I don't think we did Olympic. Mo- Probably did not. Yeah, not not Olympic moments. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking we might do like a top five since the Olympics wrap up on Sunday. Oh, you know. Uh, it must have been just sports in general because remember uh, a lot of us picked the uh, eighty uh, yeah. uh, U.S. hockey team. Yeah, I think that was our. Was that our? Maybe my favorite we, sports memories or upsets or something. I don't know. But yeah. I was thinking, like, if we do Olympic moments, it's got to be non four major sports. Yeah, you like you can't pick the dream team. Yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we might do like a top five non. Like U.S. moments, non, uh, yeah, non 
major sports. Yeah, or you can't pick the U.S. hockey team because that's such an obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I. I mean, I already know my probably two through one and top two for sure. But yeah, I can think of a few. But yeah, we'll we'll do something like that, and then we'll do a little. Uh, Sports divided game day or something we'll call. It. I don't know. We'll come up with some some cheesy name and intro for it. Just to, you know. And start diving into football too. Like we well, that's a early. football. I was thinking probably we probably want to get through like week three of preseason in case there's no injuries. Only three weeks. <laughs> Yeah, and only three this year. Yeah, there's only three games yeah, this year. But well, I'm talking about so I'm counting this week with with the because oh. next games don't start until like next Thursday, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah the Hall of Fame game fantasy, today. Fantasy coming up. Yeah. Shortly. Yeah. So I was thinking we'll do this this one this week and then we'll go into going into that last week of preseason is when we'll do the playoff prediction or uh NFL predictions that way mm-hmm. in case Patrick Mahomes tears his ACL in game two of their preseason we all know and then Foles goes down there and wins the wins the Super Bowl and Foles is going to end up in Indianapolis well yeah. they gave his own press conference the other day they, yeah. they, they said it isn't very often you turn the microphone over to a, your third string quarterback and let him just go off <laughs> Well, yeah. you know, unless, he's unless you're showcasing him. Unless you're showcasing him. Yeah. He's still technically, you know, on their depth chart as QB2. Yeah, but he, he goes. According to their website, QB1 is still the Red Rocket. And then uh, Big Nick is number two, and Justin Fields is three. Well, that's so when they announce the trade, they can say the Bears number two quarterback, yeah. not the, not the yeah, Bears clipboard holder. You're Who do you start in game one? So, well, I was gonna say, if you're Andy, are you not asking, okay, what's it cost for Dalton instead of Foles? I get it, Frank Wright and Foles have a little history, but like Dalton's a you know, hey, what, are, what? Yeah, I don't think the Bears. Let me give, you, think let me give you your worst nightmare. You can't expect to just you can't you can't merge Foles out there, and I don't think you can start Justin Fields unless. From what I hear, he's lighting the world up there, but, you know, I just don't think he's ready. You're starting field. You traded up. You're starting Justin Fields. Week one? No. Yes. No way. Yes. Uh, Watch. And let me give let me give you your worst nightmare. If, that, if that's a fact, that is a very good – I'm okay with it. Good time. Picture this I mean, for a minute. It's week five. The Bears are 4-0. And Dalton's, Dalton's leading the league in quarterback. That's the issue. You can't. Okay. Then you can't ever now go to Fields. <laughs> That's why you, game one you're going to Fields. It's it's Justin. You traded up eight spots to take this guy when Mac Jones could have fallen into your lap. You go get you Justin Fields a starting game one, as long as he doesn't have a absolutely horrendous preseason. Didn't they do that last year though? Wasn't it? I mean, Mitch Trubisky. What, what were they? Three, three and one or something? And they were down. Yeah, they were, they were winning ugly. They won it, but they. But he was like three, three and zero oh, or three and one or something like that. No, it yeah. went to three and two. But it was the bet. The next two. Remember, they didn't score like 
It was against you guys were in town. We we're they were wearing orange and playing indie, and they got shut out. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, we're going. We're making a quarterback change. Yeah. I'm, I just don't see if you trade up. He's got to. He's got to start. Well, speaking of that, maybe the Colts go after uh, Trubisky. Who's carried a carried the clipboard in Buffalo? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, you also got to think like watching this Hall of Fame game. Dallas has no backup if. Dak Prescott can't go again. He ain't playing today. No, he didn't play today. They've. Oh they've, my God! I can't. I can't see Dak Prescott taking a snap in any of those preseason games. Can't risk that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which begs the question: Why? You know. Why have them? Why do they even play these preseason games? Oh, football doesn't have them. You just get right into the right into the just, smackdown. Just play, and I know it's all because of money, but. Uh, you know, there nobody plays their starters, or if they do, they play them a quarter, and the rest of it is, yeah, you know, they, they know what they have. But all right, guys, we'll wrap this one up, and we'll uh, we'll talk next week. I'll come up with a. It won't be a lengthy trivia, but it'll be you know ten questions, something like that. Good, make it challenging. Well, we will a little bit. We'll go with all. I'll come up with a theme and I'll text you guys what the theme is going to be, whether it's like, you know, dynamic duos or MVPs or something like that. Best NASCAR memories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I can tell you one, it wasn't any <laughs> race that I've never watched. <laughs> so. Sounds good. All right, guys. See you later. See you. Bye-bye. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Sports Divided Podcast. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at Sports Divided. And we'll see you next week.